0: Good morning
1: and welcome to the Toddcast. I am buckling up and heading to work for the first time in about a week and a half by virtue of having been on vacation. Uh, We just did our annual trip to Mexico, um, and I promise I will not try and pronounce it like that again, because that's just weird. Um... Instead, I will pronounce it in the typical American fashion of Mexico. Um, good times. Very, very, very good times. Um, boy, I, I just don't even know where to start. Um, the, I mean, the, the summary is, you know, it was uh, six days and five nights of, uh, you know, hanging out in weather that was not cold. Uh, getting some sun, um, hanging out alternately by the pool or the beach, and um, in a constant state of having a um, alcoholic beverage of some sort um, in your hand and in your in your your belly the whole time. It was it was pretty fantastic. Um, yeah, it, it's good stuff, um, this year, uh, we set a goal of drinking the menu, uh, which was new for us, <laughs> um, they have, uh, at each of the bars, um, they, well, at most of the bars, I guess I should say, um, they have a, a, a big menu posted, um, of various cocktails, um, 'Cause you gotta realize it's you know, it's it's an all inclusive resort and it is very much an international situation. Um in that um people from all over the world are, are there. Um in fact one of the reasons that Abby and I enjoy it um as much as we do is that there are very few Americans present um at the resort. Um Rarely do we hear English spoken, um, other than by, you know, people who work there, uh, responding to our, you know, (laughs) questions and, and, and whatnot. Um, we've encountered a few Canadians, um, and, you know, perhaps we'll get more into that later, but, uh, for the most part, very few Americans, um, and there are enough people there that even if there are Americans, you can, you know, Americans are such that you can typically hear them from a ways off and, you know, either engage or avoid, as the case may warrant. Uh, typically, we go for avoid. Um, and, again, maybe I'll get into that at some point uh, or not. But uh, back to the bar situation, um, because they're, it's it's very international, um, and i got to assume that most people call drinks by different things. Um, for ease of reference, they, they have giant poster, uh, menus up that give the name of the drink, and then, you know, what's in it in five different languages. Um, so there's Spanish, English, German, Italian, and French, I believe. Um, because most of the folks you see, uh, walking around are, are European uh, in nature. Um. And I guess most people in the world tend to also speak English as a second language, uh, which, again, is handy for, you know, stupid Americans like me don't speak anything uh, other than English. Um, But they've got this giant menu, and it's broken down by here tequila drinks, here rum drinks, here whiskey drinks, here, you know, martini-style things, um, you know, all broken out with what what the ingredients there are. and in years prior, um, and this would be our fourth year going, yeah. Our our fourth year going, uh, you know, we kind of just pick and choose, you know, how let's, let's let's do this, um and generally sort of stick to what we know. Um, in previous years I've completely avoided uh the rum and or tequila drinks, uh due to past history with said beverages. Uh, I think I may have touched upon this in a, uh, in a previous cast, um, talking about how rum and, and tequila, you know, have historically not gotten along well with me, um, what with the multiple, you know, years in the, in the military and having a little bit too much of each of those at that time, um... This year, I'm happy to report that apparently there's something of a statute of limitations on on those sorts of deals, um, on the order of about 20 years, I guess, uh, because, uh, I had me some rum drinks, I had me some tequila drinks, uh, we, you know, I'm like, you know what, we're gonna, we're gonna give it a shot, and if it goes poorly, we'll, we'll, we'll know better, and I won't get any more of those, um, and it went just fine, um, so, we started on you know one end of the menu, and uh, one day we just you know got the top thing, and then the next one was the second one, and so on and so forth. Um, we did skip around a little bit um, There are a surprising number of cocktails um that include milk as an ingredient, which just seems kind of weird um and I've actually had some of those before um, and they're not bad. But if you're just kind of running through, it it seems like you need to plan for that. Like, okay, we're going to have milk drinks day or something, rather than, oh, I'm going to have, you know, a thing that's got tequila and rum and pineapple juice, and I'm going to pound that, and then the next thing is, oh, almond liquor and chocolate and, and coffee liquor and milk. Let's do that. Right afterwards, that just seems like a terrible idea, um... There was one drink, and i I'll be honest, I forget what the names of most of these were um and or what was in them, but there was one that had you know several different kinds of alcohol plus Pepsi plus milk um that was a weird one that that was one that I had one of and said yeah no we're we're good um, but other than that, you know you know the first day we kind of ran down the list. Uh, And then we said, you know what, as long as we, you know, try and drink them all, uh, we don't necessarily need to go in order. We're just trying to remember what it is we had. Uh, So we went that route. Um, And we drank as much of the menu as we could. And I guess I should say this is over the course of, you know, the six-day stay. This wasn't like we're going to drink everything in one go. Um, I'm not that young anymore. Um, There were a few that we skipped. Like I said, there were some milk ones that seemed a little, meh, um, I don't like the taste of coconut, and there were a bunch of them that had like coconut uh like coconut milk or coconut rum or stuff that i i kind of avoided those there was all there were like six or seven drinks that are made with some sort of melon liquor that I wasn't keen on doing that either um but other than that we 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 tore through those um I guess I should mention, when you're in Mexico, um, they are very fond of, uh, their tequila there, and they want to share that fondness with the world, um, you, you, you can't go into a restaurant without them, you know, trying to push tequila on you, um, and it's funny, because, um, so at the place we go, there is, um, like I said, all you can eat, all you can drink, all you can whatever for for free. Like I didn't spend any money uh, the whole time we were there, uh, other than on you know souvenirs, knickknacks, whatnot. Um, but there's like a main restaurant that's like a like a buffet style uh, situation, uh, and you go to it for breakfast or lunch or dinner. Uh, and then they have a snack bar that's open pretty much whenever the main restaurant is closed. The snack bar is open. Uh, Or you can get burgers and hot dogs and, you know, French fries and miscellaneous whatnots. Um, And then they have uh, three, like, fancy restaurants um, that you can go to a certain number of times depending on how long you you stay there. Like, for for us staying there, as long as we did, we got to pick, we got to go to fancy restaurants three times. Um, And you, like, schedule those in advance and have reservations. You go there and it's, you know, a, a... a nice menu with, you know, your, your appetizer, and salad, and main course, and dessert, it's, it's, it's a, the food's a cut above, it's, it's, it's up a notch, uh, and it's fancier, um, not that the cafeteria, not that, not that the buffet food is bad by any stretch, um, but this is a little, you know, in, intentionally a little fancier, um, and they've got, uh, a Mexican restaurant, uh, an Italian restaurant, and then what they call a Mediterranean restaurant, which is really just a second Italian restaurant. We found out um, we've been to all of them at the Mediterranean one uh, in years prior, um, but the Mexican one we always really, really enjoy. It's 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 really good food, um, and at one point they'll come around and throw you know a sombrero on you and a one of those. Um, Mexican blanket or poncho things and, you know, take your picture, but there's a guy who is the the tequila pimp, is is what I call him, who comes around and slams the shot glasses on your table and says, tequila, at you, you know, super loud, um, and basically is going to, you know, bully you into having some tequila, they, they really do love to uh, have you have some tequila, um, and generally there's no escaping that, um... So, you know, in the previous three years, you know, well, the first year we didn't realize it until, you know, it happened. And then we came to expect it the next couple. Um, and Abby doesn't have a problem with tequila. Um, I've always been a little gun-shy on that front. Uh, but like I said, it there's really no avoiding it. <laughs> uh, so I, you know, first year had a shot, it was a little, uh, okay, we're going to call that good. We're going to try and, you know, keep this from turning into a bad thing. Um, and it was fine. Um, I want to say the second year, um, you know, he poured them both out,
0: Abby did hers,
1: somehow we distracted the dude, and I passed mine to her, and she did mine also, but dude didn't realize, he kind of pulled a fast from there, um, uh, so I dodged that bullet there. Um, third year, I think I finally worked up the nerve to say, you know, no thank you. Um, <laughs> and he, and he, he went with that. Um. But this year um, you know we we went in we we got our food um we We made the mistake of not having lunch that day um and then hit the snack bar a little too late in the day, uh, so we were kind of too full for the Mexican um when we got there, which was sad because the food is really fantastic, and I felt bad not not having all of it um, but the sequencing was such that that the tequila pimp hadn't made it to us by the time we were all done with all of our foods and stuff. Um, And on a side note, it is very weird to not have to pay at a restaurant. (laughs) Um, Because this is, you know, all included and it's all arranged for and, you know, you make your, you know, arrangements. But when you're done eating, you just get up from the table and walk away. Like, there's no getting the check or, you know any of that, it's, it's very weird to, to just get up and leave, you, you feel like you're dining and dashing, but you're not, but it's, it's just weird, um, but this going around at the Mexican joint, you know, we, we finished everything before the tequila pimp got to us, and we're like, so do we just go, she's like, do you want tequila, I'm like, no, I've been kind of dreading that portion of it, I'm like, do you want some, she's like, no, I'm good, Uh, um, so we got, we, we got out, you know, tequila free this round, um, which is... Ironic. Weird. I always worry now that I'm using ironic incorrectly. Um, it's... It's it's a weird thing... Uh, that, you know, we managed to dodge the, the tequila pimp at the Mexican restaurant. Uh, but later that evening, uh, I said, you know what? I'm going to, to go ahead and try and have a shot. Um, we'll see how that goes. Um, because... I needed to pre-game uh, for the discotheque um, at our resort. Uh, every night at 11, they have a, a discotheque um, upstairs above the main bar um, with the smoke machines and the lights and the, the you know super loud thumping music and, and all that um, that is available for use. Um, and it kicks off at 11 o'clock every night. Um, and we've, we've gone every year. Um, previous years we've gone, you know, a night, because, um, for any, as anyone who knows me is easily able to tell you or just figure out from the look of me, um, Todd is not a dancer. Um, Todd is sort of a, you know, um, bite his bottom lip and, Move his arms in small circles at his sides and sort of shuffle his feet around, kind of a guy. Um, unless you've got me good and solidly drunk, um, in which case I just sort of look like I'm having some sort of seizure. Um, but Abby really enjoys dancing, um, and she seems to get a kick out of watching me make a fool out of myself. Um, so you know, we, Elliot like said, every year we, we've we've gone to the discotheque, uh, generally you know, one night um, after Todd has had several, um, and so we were planning to get, you know, to go, um, early, early in the week, um, Addie had herself some, some fancy, you know, sparkly discotheque clothes, uh, to wear, um, and so I knew we were going to go to the discotheque that night, and I'm like, well, I am not nearly inebriated enough for this to be, um, (laughs) a thing I'm likely to participate in well, Um, unless I do something, so, let's, 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 let's try this tequila thing I've put away for, for so long, uh, and it went fine, uh, it went just dandy, um, so, like I said, I think there's a, uh, there's a time limit on that whole, oh, I can't drink this anymore because I got so wasted on it previously, um, situation, uh, at least for me, and it's about, you know, 20 years, so, um, but, uh, the Disco Tech was fun, um, the you know the uh first night we went uh there were, there were there were quite a, quite a few folks um and i will take this moment uh to uh, go down a little side side trail here uh and talk about the animation team um the the resort that we go to um has a has a show every night uh, at 9.30, uh, they've got a, a theater where they, they set up, you know, a bunch of chairs, you can, you can sit and watch, and they put on a show, um, and it's put on by, you know, their, their entertainment team, they call them, the animation team, um, and it, you know, they're normally like, um, dance numbers, generally, you know, they'll, they'll kick some music over the, the loudspeaker there and do a bunch of dances, really, really talented, uh, group of young people, um mainly uh Mexican locals or you know mexican uh nationals they' they're you know a couple of germans a couple of italians they they kind of you know smattering of other folk in there but they they like i said a, a lot of dancing um they also have a a trapeze uh sort of a circus angle uh at the at the uh resort there uh where you can you know try the trapeze, which the first year we did, and I realized nope, uncoordinated fat ass this isn't gonna happen uh, and haven't tried it again since um, but they have like actual trapeze people, um and sometimes that's part of the show um, They do a comedy show, which is fantastic in that it you know they manage to do a comedy show that transcends language, uh as I said,
0: not a whole lot
1: of uh you know. Americans, uh, you do, You hear a lot of, obviously, Spanish, but you also hear a lot of Italian and French and German and whatnot being spoken um, throughout the uh, the place. And they managed to do a, a comedy show, you know, little skits and whatnot that either um, don't require uh, that you, you know, there are no words. It's just acted out and funny. Um, or the words are minimal and they can you know, have people kind of on the fly sort of translate um, and keep quick enough to keep it funny. Um, and throughout the day, these, these, you know, the shows are fantastic. Um, and throughout the day, the same folks who are on that animation team are also around the resort helping out. Um, like every morning at like eleven fifteen, they have Aqua Gym, uh, which is basically, you know, exercises in the pool. Uh, and that's led by one of the, one of the animation team folks. Um, you know, they have little, you know, hey, you want to learn how to, you know, do salsa dancing? You come over here and we'll, we'll show you that, or, you know, merengue, or, you know, we're going to have a Spanish lesson, you know, we, they have a darts tournament. Like, they've got a whole bunch of activities that happen throughout the day, uh, that you can participate in or not. It's, it's your call, but they're all, you know, there, and we, we've done a bunch of them at various points. Uh, but they're all led by this, you know, animation team. Um, so the typical rotation, and, and, and I guess I should also say, you know, the first year we went, there were like, you know, they're like, oh, we have a show at, you know, 930, and they are like, okay, yeah, I don't know that I came to, you know, vacation to watch, you know, some sort of goofy show, just figuring it was not likely going to be, you know, real high quality or, or, you know, something we were likely to be into, um, and our first year, You know, we went to one sort of as a goof, like, oh, yeah, let's go see how this is. Ha, ha, ha.
0: And it was was damn
1: good. Um, And now that's, like, a thing that we look forward to, you know, at the end of every day. it's Like, oh, it's coming close. 9.30. We need to get over to the theater because we don't want to miss, you know, the show. Um, And they're fantastic. Um, But, so, 9.30 is the show. It normally runs about an hour or so, which gives you, you know... a half an hour or so to go change clothes if you want, uh, or, you know, get in a couple of, you know, quick drinks and a cigarette uh, before you head up to the the discotheque. Um, And so the reason this sidetracked off to the animation team is normally they will deploy, uh, you know, two to seven members of the animation team to the discotheque uh, to kind of get things started, talk to people, get, you know, get people out on the floor moving, whatever, Um, which is good, and makes, makes good sense, um, and I've had this, you know, verified why that's a good thing, uh, we'll get to that here in a minute, um, but they go up there, and, you know, you, you, can see them out on the floor, and, you know, A, you can recognize them, because you've seen them in the show, and B, they're all wearing little, you know, little gold name tag things that clearly identify them as, you know, workers, uh, for the, the resort, um. And they're all dancers. I mean, that's what they do. That's that's what the show is mainly, mainly, is dancing. So these are all, you know, pretty coordinated, you know, pretty hip folk doing their thing. So having them be out on the dance floor is probably a good deal. Uh, The first night we went this year, uh, they deployed an extra bunch of them. Like, like, the center main area of the dance floor was, like, all animation team breaking it down. It was almost a bummer, because, like hey, guys, uh, you know, this is a place for us normal folk to try and, you know, shake our things around. Uh, also, you guys should maybe ease back and let, you know, the the, the common folk do their thing. Um, which they eventually do. Normally they're there from, like, 11 to 11.30, and then it's almost like you can tell that their shift has ended because they all just kind of exit at once. Um, and the party continues. They've done their, their bit of, you know, ice breaking and getting the thing going um, it's good stuff. Um I mean the discotech is such a thing that I personally don't normally recognize most of the music anyway, like if you put on a pop station here in the states, I couldn't tell you who is what. Um, 'cause because that's just not normally what I listen to. Um but down there you've got that plus they do play a bunch of, you know, what I expect is, you know, Mexican pop or, you know, European pop. I know that, you know, the language ain't English, um, and it's got a very, you know, what I perceive to be a Latin pop beat, if that makes sense, um, you know. But it's good music to dance to, um, and they rotate through, you know, all of it fairly well. Um, normally when this stuff gets a little too, um, A little saying a little too Mexican just sounds wrong because it's their country and there's nothing wrong with their music. It's just I'm not familiar with it. Abby's not familiar with it. It's not you know necessarily to our taste per se. Um, but if it if it starts to deviate a little bit too much from what we're accustomed to, let's say, um, that's when Abby and I will step out and either you know go re- refresh our beverages or have a cigarette or, or you know just sit down for a minute outside. Um, and get some air, because, boy, does it get hot in there. Um, and then we'll pop back in and, you know, dance around, whatever, and, uh, like I said, that first, that first night, I had, uh, I don't know, three or four tequila shots, plus a miscellaneous smattering of other drinks, or whatever, like, I was, I was doing pretty well, um, on the inebriation, uh, scale, um, That was the first one. Good times were had by all. Um, I was really surprised by the lack of a hangover, uh, the next day, truth be told. Um, I just kind of expected if I have any drinks, if I go to to sleep with any kind of buzz going, I'm just going to hurt the next day, and that didn't happen, uh, so that was, that was a bonus. Um, like I said, we normally go once a year, um, as time has gone by, I've come to find out how much Abby really does enjoy, uh, going dancing, um, and seeing me dance, um, and so, even though it's not necessarily my thing, I'm like, you know what, we should probably try and go, uh, you know, a couple of times, so, um, the second time we went, uh, it was Friday night, uh, yeah, it was Friday night, um, we're like, oh, it's, Friday night, so Discotech. This is gonna be, you know, crazy. Um we got there a little on the later side. Uh it was probably closer to like eleven thirty, eleven forty five, uh we got up there. It was dead. I mean they had music going, they had lights going, they had the smoke machines going. On. There was literally zero people in the discotheque. And we kinda of walked in, and we're like, What what is what what's going on here? What's what's wrong? Why why are there no people, you know, doing any things here, uh, because like I said, we'd missed the animation team shift, um, if they were even there, who knows, um, it's still a mystery why no one was up there, but we're like, screw it, I guess we have this joint to ourselves. um, and like I said, that night, I think I had, you know, three or four tequila shots in me, and a smattering of other things, I'm like, screw it, let's just, you know, do this, um, and that was fun and interesting, and, uh, you know, it, we're, we're sitting there, you know, doing our thing, and we'd see couples walk up and come in the door and kind of, like, take a quick look around and go, yep, nope, and turn right back around and walk out. And went, like, all right, I guess we own this joint, uh, which we did uh, for, for quite a while. Um, there was a point at which um, I'd held up my phone... Uh, To, like, the the DJ booth glass, because it's, like, a little, it's, like, in a room with windows. Like, it's not like a DJ sitting out on the floor kind of a thing. He's he's behind, you know, windows. Uh, I held my phone up to him, um, and I believe the the message on the screen was, Bee Gees, por favor. Um, Because, like, a couple nights ago, they played a couple, you know, like, disco-era songs. Uh, as part of the rotation. we like, let's, let's see if we can get that to happen. And, you know, dude saw it and gave me a thumbs up and, you know, that eventually happened. Um, but yeah, it was, it was it was surreal to be in a, in a, a discotheque Friday night just Abby and I. Um, it was great. I didn't have to worry about running into anybody else. Uh, or I didn't have to worry about anyone else looking at me funny because I didn't know what the fuck I was doing dance-wise. It was good stuff. Um, we went back for a third night. Um, I think it was Saturday night because we didn't have to leave out until until Sunday uh, like afternoon. So we're like, we can we can go partying up again late night. And, you know, if we sleep in a little bit, it's fine. We have to check out until noon. This would be good. And so, you know, Saturday night once again there were more people there, and it was it was good times had um, had by all. Um, so, um, what else do we have to report from from? from the Mexico uh front. Uh this is the second year running that I've been pulled up on stage as part of the comedy show. Um they they typically have at least one sketch uh that is, you know, audience participation. Um or they'll just run down into the audience and grab whatever, you know, person happens to be at the edge of a row or whatever um and bring them up to be part of it. Um which is fine. Uh, I'm not going to try and, you know, describe or recreate, you know, what it was that uh, I was doing specifically, because it's not going to be funny. Um, in my retelling, uh, you kind of had to be there. You kind of had to be, be a part of it. Um, except to say, uh, A, I'm not surprised at all that uh, that I got picked. Um, because when we go to the shows... Um, I tend to sit on an aisle. I mean, pretty much anywhere I go, I prefer to sit on an aisle just because I'm, you know, six foot two, and that gives me a, a spot for me to kick a leg out um, and not feel super cramped. Um, so I always sit on the edge um, with the shows because we enjoy them. We don't front row is a little too close, um, but fairly close to the front. Um, and I'm a six foot two, you know, obvious, you know pale, pudgy American dude with glasses, like, of course they're going to grab me for audience participation in the comedy show. Like, I I know it's coming now that it's happened. Uh, It's fine. Um, Like I said, normally I've had a couple in me by that point, so it's it's all good. Um, Luckily, or... Unluckily, depending on who you're talking to and what your perspective is, normally um, I'm the one with the pockets, and therefore I'm the one who carries, you know, the phone around. Um, Which the only reason we carry the phone around is in case we want to take pictures uh, of something. Um, But normally it's in my pocket when I'm pulled up on stage, so Abby has no photographic or video record of any of this. Uh, Which, again might be a good thing, might be a bad thing, depending on who you're talking to, um, she seems to lament that she never thinks to grab the phone from me before, uh, the show, um, I think it's probably a good thing, because again, um, I don't know that seeing it on video would be as good as seeing it, uh, you know, in real life, in the moment, um, but anyway, not surprising that I got pulled up, um, this time around, um, the, without trying to recreate it and having it all sound stupid, um, the basic premise is is that there are two pirates having a sword fight, the one kills the other, and the other is like, no, 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 I can't die, I need this person present. So they stop it and grab a person to be that person. Um, and the one actor shows them what to do, and then they whisk them off stage, and then restart the scene, and every time... You know the the guy who's dying goes no 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 I still need this um and so there was a mom you know he needed a mother and then he needed you know a a doctor um and then he asked for his horse uh which they bring a guy up on stage and put like this like hat that shaped like a horse head on him um
0: and then after that
1: it was a policeman on the horse and that's where they grabbed me and hauled my happy ass up on stage. Um, and basically I had to, you know, the, the guy who was portraying the horse had to have me piggyback style, uh, kind of on his back. Um, which is hilarious because I weigh like a solid, like 230 pounds. I'm six foot two. Um, and this guy was a young fella. I'd say in his twenties. Um, pretty fit. Uh, looks like the kind of guy who goes to the gym. Uh, but he was also a guy who did not expect to be having to hoist around, you know, my tubby American ass, uh, for a portion of the show. Um, and I apologized profusely to him, you know, quietly, you know, in between, you know, takes, as it were. Um, and there was one point where, you know, we were off, you know, when they reset the scene, they send everyone off, off stage, you know, off into the wings there. Uh, and guys look looks at me and he goes, how much do you weigh? Um, and I take no offense. It's just like it is what it is. I'm a big guy, like I, you know, and this poor son of a bitch has got to have me, you know, up on his, you know, up on his back. Um, but I could tell from his accent that, as I said, not an American, um, and nobody but us dumb Americans uses pounds. Everything's kilograms, and I had too many in me and not enough care to try and do the conversion, and. So, ended up just kind of sputtering at him like, ah, eh, eh, eh. he's like, more than 100? And I'm like, oh, I know I'm more than 100 kilograms. Um, you know, it's it's roughly like 2 kilograms to a pound-ish, roughly. So, I know I weigh at least, you know, 100 a bite. And I kind of look at him and like, oh, yeah. And he's like, oh. Um, but we, we you know, we made it through it. It was, it was good times. Fun was had by all. Um, and as I said, there is no video. Um. But it was good stuff. Um, Yeah, there's, you know, um, one of the fortunate things about vacation, one of the things I like about our our Mexican excursion, is that uh, for large portions of the time, there's nothing to report. Um, You're just kind of hanging out, as I said, by the pool or by the beach, sitting, drinking a drink, maybe having the occasional cigarette, probably, you know, reading a book, or just sitting there doing nothing, there's nothing to report, and that's kind of the whole point, um, I mean, I read a couple of books, uh, a couple of Highline, uh, books that I had not previously read, um, which were good, um, I actually read through the the first half of the uh, the book that I'm writing because uh, I'd gotten to a good spot uh, and it saved it off in um, um, ebook format uh, so Abby could could give it a quick read and so I could give it a quick you know look over. Um, I think it's doing quite well. Um, I have not done yet, I, you know, because we were out for a week and a half, I did not get to complete or win uh, NaNoWriMo, did not get 50,000 words, just there was not time, uh, I think at last count I was at 32,000 words, um, and still have plenty of story to write, and I'm going to continue to write the story, um, just didn't hit that total in their specified time frame to, you know, quote, win. NaNoWriMo, but it's going well. Um but the first chunk of it, the first uh want to say like twenty six uh thousand words of it I did put into an e book, um, and to have Abby read, um and so that I could kind of review it. Um which Abby seemed to really enjoy it. She's kinda of pissed off that it ends on a cliffhanger and she's, you know, very much uh interested in me finishing it. I like I said, I went through and read it it
0: seems it's pretty all right i'm
1: I'm pretty encouraged by what I've got so far um, some red got some suns um, We did go out for one day to one of the excursion uh locations. There is a place called Shellha, which is basically an amusement park uh for swimming um, they've got uh, thing where you can swim with a manatee, swim with a dolphin, swim with stingrays, we didn't do any of that stuff, I like to leave the wildlife wild. us do our own thing, um, but, it, you know, there is, like, a river, and it's, you know, on the ocean, and you can snorkel down it, and there are all kinds of really cool fish, um, you know, there are some, some little, um, cenotes and canyons and stuff you can, you can swim through, um, and again, They, they do amusement parks right there because it is, again, you, you pay to get in and then everything else inside is free other than knickknacks. Uh, you know, they've got a couple of restaurants, they've got a bar, you just walk up, give me this, they give it to you, you're good. Uh, you don't have to, you know, lockers, they just give you a key to a locker, um, you know, all the snorkeling gear, like, you don't have to worry about a damn thing, it's beautiful, um. But, you know, got to do a bunch of snorkeling, swimming around, and uh, enjoying enjoying that sort of a thing. Uh, again, without getting into what I can only imagine would be a somewhat boring play-by-play of the, you know, the day. It could be easily summarized into snorkeling and swimming fun. Good times were had, and that gives you what you need there. Um, All right, and we're now done with the work day. Uh, we've survived. Um, Coming back from a week plus vacation is always a fun prospect Um, just because there's all sorts of catching up to do Uh, on the managerial front. uh, All my guys keep me looped in on all the emails while I'm out so I can scan them and get a rough idea to where things are without having to query everyone individually. Um... Today's email total, when I finally flipped, uh, the Exchange server, uh, back on in the inbox in my phone, was just under 700 emails, uh, which I managed to plow through over the course of the day. Uh, I've still got quite the to-do list, uh, of things to act on, but made it through, uh, we're good, and we're driving home now, so, um, figured I'd pick up, uh, more or less where I left off, um. And, um, in terms of excursions, uh, for, for the, the Mexico trip, um, as well as perhaps maybe a little, little more background, um, on it. Um, so this go around, the only excursion we did was off to Shelha, which was fantastic. Uh, it's actually the third time we've gone there. Um, uh, we've gone the previous two years as well. Uh, it's, it's that good. Um, it's super fun, uh, snorkeling and, and seeing all the fish and, and having the good times um, there. Uh, other other things that we've done uh, in previous years, uh, the first year we went, uh, we took a little outing to go see Chichen Itza, uh, which if you're not familiar with it, those are the, the uh, ancient Mayan uh, ziggurats, the, the pyramid-like structures uh, that they built forever ago. Uh, we went out to go see those. Um, those are awesome and breathtaking, and I highly recommend, um, if you're ever, you know, in that area, um, take a trip out to see them. Uh, it's, it's, it's pretty fantastic. Um, they are as epic as you would think. Um, fun fact, you cannot actually go out and climb up them, um, which is good for two reasons in my book. One, uh, I'm a lazy person who's not in that great a shape and climbing up that thing probably would have killed me, uh, and two, they don't let you, um, being ancient structures and knowing what, um, how do I put this, uh, what idiots most people are, um, letting people run free up and down your your ancient monument uh, nowadays is a great way to have your ancient monument be ruined. Um, I'm pretty well versed in this uh, as is Abby uh, from our experience in going to you know the national parks in our con- in our country um, there are a lot of things that are awesome but you can't go and just touch and feel and muck around with because people you know will carve their initials into anything um, just be- to say that they did and then you know take a picture of it um, and that's how stuff gets ruined <laughs> is-, is really what it boils down to um So I'm kind of accustomed to going to, you know, uh, national treasures like that and being told, yeah, you can't touch this. Uh, And I'm perfectly okay with that. Uh, Because I would just assume, you know, Chichen Itza, uh, you know, continue to exist for for many, 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 many years uh, and not get ruined by, you know, all the tourists, you know, going along, feeling that they need to chip off a chunk so they can take a piece home with them uh, or whatever damn full thing it is that they would they would want to do uh in that instance um it it really is enough just to go there and see them you know at a safe distance um they're just as epic and majestic um you know from 30 feet away as they would be if you were you know all handsy on the thing. i want to say as part of that trip we also there was a there was a restaurant we went to which was pretty nice um and that also the the bus stopped off at a local village uh which was pretty cool um enjoyed walking around the town square and seeing the shops and, and all that stuff uh, it, was, it was good times um one year we went uh to see um some other ruins uh that were also you know pretty cool uh I'm kicking myself for not remembering what they were specifically called right now, but it was, you know, similar, uh, you know, stone structures from from forever ago uh, that were pretty awesome. Um, I can't remember which excursion it was, but uh, at one point uh, the bus stopped at a a cenote, uh, which is a thing that is all over the place, apparently on the Yucatan Peninsula, Uh, and they're basically giant sinkholes, uh, that are filled with water, um, and they're really freaking deep, um, and most of them you just look at, but they stopped at one that you could actually, you know, built stairs that went down, down into the thing, and you could actually swim in, um, which was, which was pretty rad, um, full disclosure, I was too chicken shit to, to jump into it, um. Not because they're ice cold, but because they, like, you know, may as well be bottomless pits, uh, of water, and, you know, refer to previous podcasts in regards to my swimming ability, and you'll see why I, you know, gave that one, uh, a miss, and did not, uh, participate in that, um, because there's just something a little unnerving about, you know, endless water beneath me, even if the thing is, uh, you know, only... I don't know fifty feet in diameter um, just not not something that seems like the greatest of fun to me uh but it was awesome to go see um and I did dip my foot in, it. it is freaking ice cold um it was uh it was it was one of those things where when you're down in there at like water level, they built like a little uh like a little i don't know dock isn't the right word it's not like there were boats in there, but like a little little structure to stand on to jump in and to get back out of um on the edge there you could like lean over with your foot and, and touch touch the water. Um you know, but down that deep and with it being that cold, uh, you know, as you're walking back up your you know, my glasses would fog. Uh kinda like if you're, you know, super hot and humid outside, you you're you're been hanging out in the air conditioning. Uh, and then go outside, your glasses fog. Uh that happened. Uh, you know, Basically, we were outside the whole time. Just the rapid change in temperature uh, was pretty awesome uh, from that that respect. Um, last year, we went to um, an amusement park-type situation uh, that was called Explore. Um, that was a bunch of zip lines. Uh, like, a, a bunch of zip lines. Like, I want to say there were somewhere between 7 and 12 uh, zip lines that were in a circuit, uh, you know, you strap in and zip line, you know, from one tower to the next, uh, over the, the jungle, um, you know, it was, it was pretty awesome, we, uh, we went there as sort of an evening excursion, so when we started zip lining, you know, it was, it was still light out, the sun was, you know, working its way towards setting, uh, by the time we finished, it was dark, um, that's how much zip lining there was to be done, um, that was super, super cool, super fun, you are really, really, really high up, and like I said, you're zipping over the, uh, the canopy of the, the forest, the jungle there, Uh, it was pretty awesome, um, one downside to doing it in the evening, um, I kept feeling these sensations on my face, and I thought it was my beard whipping in the wind, it, 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 it was not, those were bugs, um, (laughs) which luckily I didn't realize until we were just about done. Um, You know, it it all ended well. It was fine. Uh, But, you know, that was a disturbing realization. Um, But it was nice because in the beginning, like I said, you're up there really high, and you're over the trees, and you can see it and feel it. And I don't have a problem with heights, Um, thankfully. uh, Remind me to tell you about my uh, employment uh, as an erection specialist. Uh, building mobile scaffolding for some more fun stories of why Todd isn't afraid of heights. Uh, but, uh, it was, it was neat in that as it got darker, you're just ziplining over, you know, an inky void, uh, which was kind of cool. Um, there was, I can't remember if it was one or two, where you zip line through, like, a giant hoop of fire kind of a thing, um, The entrance to the landing zone was, like, encircled in flames. That was pretty awesome. Um, There were one, maybe two of them, where you ended up in water. Uh, You ziplined down into water, which was pretty badass. Um, But the ziplines were pretty cool. It's the first time I'd ever gone ziplining. It was super fun. Uh, Frankly, we would have done it again this year, except that, uh, you know, there are some some back injuries uh, happening uh, this this year around, um, Abby, uh, unfortunately, was in uh, a bit of a fender bender and got a minor case of whiplash she still uh, was still recovering from, and we figured, you know, zip lining's probably not the best plan. Uh, you know, aggravating that injury uh, is, is definitely not a good idea, so let's maybe skip that this year, uh, which I think was a good call. Um, as it happened, my back was bothering me um, as we were, you know, heading out this year, so I probably would have been in just as sorry a state, um, as well, um, I'm not exactly sure how one throws one's back out by, you know, leaning over and basting the Thanksgiving turkey, but, boy, if I didn't figure out how to make that happen this year, um, again, I don't understand why or how, but it is what it is, um, so it's probably best that we skip that, um, but the Explorer, explore Park, uh, again, they really love their all-inclusive Everything's there because you pay the fee, you show up, you can do all the zip lining, all the other activities, they'll, they'll feed you a meal. Um, I'm trying to remember if they had a bar there or if it's just inherently a terrible idea to get people drinking while they're doing that stuff. Uh, I know we did not drink. Uh, I can't remember if that was because they weren't available or we would just thought that would be, you know, a stupid thing to do and avoided it. But, uh, so zip lining was a was a good chunk of that. It was super fun. Uh it also had uh an underground river. Uh you could swim through. They they give you a uh a life vest and you can swim through it's all lit up and and awesome that way. Uh they had some some sort of like kayak like boats that you paddled with these little um wooden flipper things that you put on your hand. Uh, kinda like the flippers you put on your feet when you're scuba diving, except they were went on your hand and they were made of wood. Um it was fun. That was very tiring. <laughs> it's a lot of work to make that happen, but it was good stuff. Um, they had these uh two seater sort of A T D things, uh you could you could cruise around in, uh in the dark through a little trail that was marked off with, with tiki torches and all sorts of, you know, ups and downs and zigs and zags and stuff that was pretty pretty awesome. Um, i trying to think of what else there was. It, it, it was, it was a lot of good, good fun times there. Um, you know, so, you know, typically we go down, we spend about a week, um, one or two little excursions just to get, get sort of off campus as it were, uh, sort of break things up a little bit, a little exciting, exciting, a little bit of exploration happening there. Um, but again I guess to to go back to why it is we we go where we go and and when we go um after um, basically when Abby and I you know uh were engaged in planning the wedding and the honeymoon and such uh Abby is awesome at uh planning trips <laughs> uh and found uh ridiculously affordable packages. Uh, to get us down to to the resort that we go to, um, that for not nearly as much money as you would think, uh, you get your airfare down there, transportation from the airport to the resort, the whole time you're there at the resort, uh, all the food and drink you want, um, transport back to the airport, and then return airfare uh, for the two of us is, like, ridiculously cheap. Um... And so that's where we went for our honeymoon, um, and after we did it and found out that it was, you know, super awesome, um, we said, "We sh- this is affordable to do, like, on a yearly basis. This, How's about we just call this our anniversary present to each other every year, uh, to which we, we both very happily agreed to that uh, bargain. Um, so this is actually our fourth year back, uh, marking our third anniversary. Uh we go in november um it's not necessarily always on our anniversary, but it's uh you know generally adjacent um and yeah, it has the advantage of being in a extremely awesome climate uh that is both the off season it would seem uh for them um perfectly warm compared to what it is in Ohio at that time of year, but yet not so scaldingly hot that it's 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 not fun either it it works out perfectly. Um, I, I came to find out this year that Abby was apparently very, um, concerned the first year, um, because she found it, uh, at such a great rate, um, and as a package deal that, you know, included all of the transportation stuff, she was, like, super worried that we were going to get there and it was going to be, you know, um, just like some sort of hole in the wall and not fun, um, but, uh. I have never been happier for her to have been wrong. Um, And I think she'd probably say the same because it's it's fantastic. It's always been fantastic. And, yeah, we're probably going to go back, you know, every year um, for as long as we're able to, really. Um, And, you know, if by chance the situation, you know, is such that we can afford, you know, a couple times a year, we... I probably will. Um so good stuff. Good, good, good stuff. Um wanna come back to uh, I made made a little bit of a comment earlier about um how nice it was to not be uh around Americans (laughs) um when we were on vacation and just just to sort of clarify, you know, around that and, and give some give some background. Uh, for that piece. I guess, let me preface it by saying, you know, I am an American, um, you know, born and raised in the, in the USA, uh, the bulk of it, you know, in, in the Ohio-ish area. Um, and I, I'm, you know, on certain levels proud to be an American. I, I, I love our country. I, I enjoy our country. Uh, I kind of like our way of life. Um, that said, There are a lot of stereotypically or typically American things that I don't necessarily, um, care for, um, having been, you know, around the globe a bit, uh, I know a little bit about how I think a lot of other countries and other cultures sort of regard Americans, um, and it's that we are, you know, loud and entitled and obnoxious and just expect everything to, to go our way. Um, and I think there are a lot of Americans that do embody that, and I think there's a reason for that stereotype. Uh, I try and do my part to not um, perpetuate that. Um, you know, there's uh You know, when you're when you're in a foreign land, uh, I think it's important to acknowledge that you're in a foreign land, and you are, you know, the the outsider, um, and, you know, there's a certain amount of respect that needs to be given to the folk for whom that is their hope. Um, you know, when when in Mexico, for example, you know, most of the people that you encounter are going to primarily speak Spanish, and if one or more of them, you know, happens to speak English, that's that's a beautiful thing, but I don't expect that of anyone. I'm not going to give anyone a ration and, you know, yell at them to speak English uh, in their own country, which is a, unfortunately a thing that I've witnessed. Uh, you know, just because we show up doesn't mean the world needs to change to suit our tastes. And I don't understand how people don't get that through their heads. Um, but you know, like I said, on the resort, most of the people there, you know, the work, the pe- people working there, um, spoke passable English, I mean, h- half the people on the animation team spoke, like, three or four different languages, which is something that I always give, you know, a lot of respect to, that, that just impresses the hell out of me, uh, because I can, I, I'm pretty darn good with the English, but... Spanish, I couldn't even swing, let alone, you know, a third or fourth language. And these guys can just converse in several rapid fire between them. Uh, but, you know, even even the, you know, the the folks working the grounds, you know, would, would you know, they'd look at you and say, hola, um, which is Spanish for hello, in case you weren't uh, aware. You know, and I'd say hola to them. And that was the extent of the, you know, conversation. So, you know, if he, um, but whenever I, I was working with, you know, dealing with someone else, um, any number of the, you know, bar keeps, uh, or, you know, the folks, you know, running their little, you know, stalls selling, you know, knickknacks, t-shirts, and cool stuff, um, I always made it a point to greet them with a, hello, how are you? Um, not because I expected them to speak English, but because I just kind of wanted to let them know, hi, I'm one of those idiots who does not speak your language. Um, because, you know, their, their time is valuable. (laughs) You know, they, I wouldn't want to go into a whole spiel, you know, trying to, you know, sell my wares just to find out that the person I was just talking to for, you know, 30 plus seconds didn't understand a word that I just spoke, uh, and I need to start all over, you know, to me, I, you know, lead off in English, it lets them know this guy is one of those people that only speaks English, I should, you know, whatever. And like I said, in the resort, everyone generally spoke English, uh, right outside of the resort, in the little town, you know, it's, it's a little town right outside of a whole string of all-inclusive worldwide resorts. They're all... It's kind of a tourist thing. Like, they kind of know to expect that. Um, there were a couple of folks that I'd do that, and they'd kind of give me the look like, yeah, I don't speak English. And I would, you know, just say, ah, gracias, and just, you know, do the, you know, point at whatever it is I was wanting to buy you know, or, you know, convey the message however I could non-verbally. But in those instances where they did not speak English, like I said, it's their country. (laughs) I wasn't going to get all uptight with them about that or, you know, storm off or start, you know, yelling or, God forbid, do the, I'm going to talk louder because somehow that will make you understand the words I'm saying thing. Um, You know, you see that on television... Um, and you laugh, but that is also for real, um, haven't seen it so much when we've been on vacation, but when I was stationed in, you know, Okinawa or Honduras or Puerto Rico, the number of my, you know, fellow Seabees who, you know, felt that volume equals understanding is mind-boggling to me, um. You know it is i i I don't understand that um, but you know it's 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 you know partly that we tend to have a bit of a reputation as being you know like I said arrogant, bossy folk who expect wherever we go the world is going to cater to us um, part of it is just what I've witnessed in other Americans traveling in terms of their habits and and what they do Uh, that's upsetting to me. Um, I'm not real sure how to describe it, but, you know, I'm in Mexico. I'm on a vacation. I'm with my wife. We, We can talk. We can, you know, converse, whatever. If, you know, there are other people around that are, you know, speaking foreign languages, you know, amongst themselves, I it, it, it kind of gives you the excuse to not feel any necessity to butt in or, you know, let them have their own little time. You know, when, you know, Abby and I were sitting, you know, you know, at a table by the bar, smoking cigarettes, talking, whatever, no one was coming to interject into our conversation or insert themselves into our situation. Uh, you know, we were in public, but it was still very private because there was a a barrier, a language barrier. Um, and that was okay with me. Um, there have been a few instances where, you know, we would hear someone speak English. And it's like, okay, I'm just going to leave you alone and I'm not going to drop, and hopefully you're not going to do the same and it's all all good, you know, whatever. Um, and I guess I also fully realized that with us speaking English and English being one of the most common secondary languages uh, in the world or at least amongst the folks who, you know, frequent the resort. Those people probably could all eavesdrop the shit out of us and listen to every word we were saying. And I didn't care. Like, I wasn't hiding anything. I wasn't talking smack about anybody. Um, I'm just having a private conversation. Um, and no one, you know, is butting in. But it seems like whenever there were around Americans, they'd hear the, you know, the English words, and they'd, you know, somehow detect that we weren't, you know, Australian or um, English or Scottish or, that, I you know, they could tell from the accent that we're, you know, from North America, um, and would feel the need to just butt in and, oh, hey, yeah, where are you from, blah, 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 and I, I'm just not into that, I guess. Um, I mean, I'm friendly enough, and if they, you know, that people ask, like, oh, yeah, we're from Ohio, Hi, how you doing? Um, but I've heard other people just get into just whole conversations, uh, about stuff that I just don't understand it. Um, you know, we were in the the van going back to the airport, um, and the couple that got in after us, you know, were Americans. We could tell from, you know, their, them talking to each other. Uh, and then we went to another, uh, resort to pick up some more folk, uh, and they were also Americans, and the the, the newcomers were like, oh, hey, guys, how, wh- where are you from, blah, blah, blah. And come to find out that, you know, both couples, uh, you know, two different resorts, total strangers, were both, you know, from Texas and started to talk about, you know, oh, it's how things are back home and this and that, and I'm from this neighborhood, and oh, yeah, the real estate values there have really gone down, whatever. And I'm thinking to myself, you've, you know, flown to another country To, you know, enjoy this country and you're going to talk about real estate back home. That's really what you want to do with your time. I don't don't get that. Uh, I have no interest in talking about, you know, the weather in Columbus when I'm sitting in, you know, sunny Mexico to random strangers. Um, And I guess if it were left at that, it would be good. But most of the time, when we've encountered the other Americans, they th- Americans apparently like to bitch about just all sorts of things um and again i I am not on vacation to to bitch and complain um and in fact, anytime I would start to get you know a little grumpy about a thing, Abby would look at me this vacation and go, "We left grumpy Todd at home, um which was good. um I like that she calls me on my bullshit. Um, and I think that, uh, you know, her calling me out like that helped make, uh, vacation more pleasant than for me to, you know, go off on rants. Um, but again, you know, we, we're, we're in the van, you know, this random Texan couple meets another random Texan couple, and, like, the first thing they start talking about is, oh, how was your resort? Oh, it was good. The food sucked. We hated the food. We didn't like the food. The food wasn't as good. We've been to a bunch of other ones around here, and they were, they were good, you know, The resort itself was fine, but the food sucked, and, you know, how did you feel about yours? Oh, ours was good, you know, oh, maybe, you know, like, just going on and on about how the food wasn't to their liking. Um, And the other couples, like, taking it like, oh, well, you say the food sucked, the food sucked, I'm never going to, you know, this resort ever, Um, which just strikes me as a weird hill to stand on, because everybody has different opinions about food, generally speaking, I mean. You know, if if you'd said, oh yeah, the food was gross because, you know, it was all rats, assholes, served in dirty ashtrays. Okay, I think we can all agree that that's not, you know, good. You want to avoid that. But just a generic, I don't like the food. Depends what you're into. I mean, if you are not a fan of local cuisine, you're not going to like the food. If you're a person who's really into Mexican food, actual Mexican food, as opposed to Taco Bell... That person's, you know, indictment of the food is not really actually useful. Um, but there was no clarification as to what they didn't like about it. It was just, all the food sucked. Oh, well, we'll never go there then. Really? Okay. You're going to go off a total random stranger whose palate you're completely unfamiliar with to base your future decisions. Okay. I guess that's your choice. You could do that. That seems weird to me, but okay. Um... And then the the two couples just went on for, like, the next 20 minutes talking about other places that they've traveled to and what parts about them sucked. Oh, yeah, we went to this place in Italy, and it was, you know, great, but this thing was, you know, awful. Oh, yeah, and then we went, you know, to this other, you know, place in the Dominican Republic, and, you know, the weather was good, but the people were blah, 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 and, like... Life's too short to bitch about all this stuff to random strangers or to hear bitching from random strangers. I just don't 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 get that. Um, so whenever we are abroad, um, you know, I like to. I I really enjoy that there aren't, you know, a bunch of Americans around to prattle on and bitch about random things at me. Because um, if I wanted to go to you know a place, and hang out with Americans, and listen to them gripe about this, that, and the other thing, I don't need a plane ticket to do that, I can go, you know, anywhere, and just strike up a conversation with a random person, and I'm sure that we could probably convince them to start, you know, bitching about a thing, um, it just seems a waste of good vacation to, to, to pursue that, um and i and it does seem to be specific to americans because we've encountered um you know other english speaking people um you know from from australia from england uh from canada and they all seem to be on board with the you know what i'm not at home i don't need to seek out people from where i'm from um nor do i feel the need to you know seek out other english speakers to you know commiserate with um, and that's been pretty awesome, um, yeah, it wasn't until, you know, it's generally not until, you know, when we land and the bus ride from the the airport to the hotel, where normally there's normally a couple of Americans, you know, on the bus, uh, and again, maybe it's personal preference, maybe it's just the way I choose to conduct myself, but, like, I... Abby and I might say a couple of words to each other, you know, while we're riding, but we're in a, you know, we're in a van with like eight other people who I just assume don't want to hear everything that's on my brain. You know, I say this as I'm in my own car recording my blatherings on and my bitches, (laughs) Uh, you know, but you guys, you know, subscribed and hit play to listen to this. Uh, Random people just in a van aren't. They didn't sign up to hear Todd go on and on and on,
0: Um,
1: and so I keep that to myself. Um, A lot of people don't have those filters, and there are points where it's just entertaining to listen to people just talk to their seatmate like there's no one else in the world around, uh, you know, and they're talking about how, you know little Jimmy's daughter's got to clap, and whatever, whatever they're talking about, and it's like, really, people, you just don't care who's around or here's whatever, you know, insane thing you're, you're going to overshare, um, like I said, sometimes it's entertaining, um, just the total lack of spatial awareness, uh, other times it's upsetting, um, I want to say there was one time, uh, when we were, we were heading down there, and because we go in November, it's right after an election, And I just can't imagine being in a bus with, you know, 8 to 12 other people and going on and on about my political views, Uh, not knowing who any of those people are. I mean, I have political views. You may have noticed that in 20-some episodes I've not gotten into them here because I don't know you people. Um, You know, how I feel, you may agree with, you may be very all about, you may think that I have the worst ideas ever. Um, you didn't sign up for this to hear my political views, and that's why I'm not getting into them. It's not that I'm, you know, embarrassed or ashamed. It's there's about a fifty-fifty chance that you give a damn at all, um, and so I'm just not going to go there. But you get some people in a bus full of folk, and they're just going to go on and on about how so and so is, you know, running this branch of government. And I'm just like, wow, you know, one of the reasons, you know, I came here was to get away from all this nonsense. um, And you're just going to, you know, go on and on about it. Again, you know, that's your jam. Go for it. But don't expect me to engage. Um, You know, part of the joy of going on vacation like that is, you know, when I I leave the office on my last day, I turn off the Internet on my phone Um, (laughs) so, you know, Or the email, so I don't get any work email. Uh, And I don't turn that thing back on until I, you know, effectively clock in the next uh, time I'm at work. Um, You know, one of the beautiful things about uh, the resort that we were at, at least for the first few years, is uh, there was no Wi Fi anywhere. Um, And I just, when we, you know, leave the airport, Uh, on the plane that's going from whatever stateside airport to Cancun, I put that bad boy of my phone in, uh, I put that bad boy in airplane mode and just leave it. Um, and I don't have any emails or, uh, you know, social media things or, you know, the news app like that I'm cut off. Like the rest of the world is going to exist without me. I'm going to go get drunk on a beach. And I'll deal with all that stuff later um and it's a great way to to disconnect um you know they 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 had wi fi in in sort of the lobby area, the sort of the main sort of open air hangout space by the entrance um and we you know go down there you know in the morning and maybe flip our stuff on just to make sure there wasn't anything too crazy uh, but the rest of the time just just unplugged um I still carry my phone with me just because it has the camera um, and the clock in case we needed to be a place at a time. Um, But other than that, it was pretty much offline. Uh, This year, the resort expanded their Wi-Fi coverage uh, to where you could pretty much get on the Wi-Fi wherever. Um, Which, again, I, I, I realize that's the way the world is going and people just can't be disconnected. Um... But at the same time, it kind of bumped me out. Um, sitting at the pool, you know, um, reading the book, just chilling, just enjoying the weather and the, the, the sights and sounds and, and just relaxing. And you look around the pool, and I would want to say at least 50% of the people were sitting by the pool staring into their phones. Um, and the number of, you know, ridiculous selfies that I saw being taken... Uh, You know, I'm, I, I'm a, I'm a 43-year-old geezer, um, you know, it just, that, that upsets me, um, you know, just, I'm just a guy who wants to just, you know, enjoy the moment, um, and not be, you know, not feel the need to continuously update, uh, you know, my various feeds or, you know, read everybody else's or compulsively like all of the things. Um, and it, to me, it's just good to be able to disconnect, uh, from all of that. That's, that to me is one of the perks. Um, and so that's, that's, that's what I did. That's what I do. Um, and it worked out, worked out, worked out pretty well for me. Uh, it was made, made for a very relaxing uh, sort of getaway, uh, thoroughly enjoyable. Um, I think I can safely speak for Abby, uh, when I say the same is true for her. Um, it's a mixed blessing. It's one of those, you never really want to leave because it is so chill and everything is accounted for and you don't need to, you know, like I spent a week basically without spending any money or worrying about any sort of schedule or deadline or whatever. Uh, and it was fantastic. Um, but, you know, there's something to be said to coming home, uh sleeping in your own bed, uh, you know, reconnecting with your, your family and you know, being in your own your own space and access to all of your stuff and all that. So you know, it's 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 a bittersweet uh reunion. Um I am glad to be back, um, but I thoroughly enjoyed um, the time when we were there. Uh and just figured I'd take a minute to let y'all know about it. Um, sorry I went on for so long bitching about other Americans. Because um, um, all in all, it was a very, is very good, positive, fun, relaxing experience. Um, and you, you bet your ass, we're going back next year. Um, that's just, that's just how this works, um, <laughs> as far as I'm concerned. Um, so. You know, maybe a year from now, I'll give you an update on how you know things went this go around. I suspect it's going to be strikingly similar because uh, when all you have to do is hang out in the sun, um, drink drinks, smoke cigarettes, read a book, and chill, um, there's really not a whole lot more to get into. It sort of sort of summarizes itself. Um, so I'm about to pull back into the old uh, parking spot here at home. So I will wrap this up and uh, say thank you all for for joining me again. Um, If you uh, like what you've been hearing, tell your friends, subscribe, give me all the stars on all the various things. Um, Thanks again for joining me, and I hope you all have a good one.
0: And that's it.